A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This is it. The time has come. Saturday night's all right for fighting. Get in the ring and go the distance with Fight Night with Adam Catterall and Gareth A. Davies. You're better than that! On Talk Sport. Welcome to the Fight Night podcast from Talk Sport. I'm Adam Catterall. Pleasure as always to be in your company. If it's the first time that you've thought, do you know something, I could do with some boxing this week. I enjoyed watching it maybe on the TV at the weekend. I wonder what the lads on TalkSport were speaking about. Well, welcome. Don't be just using us for a one-hit wonder. Make sure you subscribe, all right? iTunes is where you need to go to. Uh, you're looking for Fight Night, or you can uh, get it on the TalkSport website if you need an Android feed, TalkSport.com. Right, let's get stuck into the plethora of guests that we have got lined up for you. Um, we're going to start with Conor Ben, and we're going to finish with Conor Ben because we spoke to him on multiple occasions on the same show. We, of course, had the big build-up to his fight with the, with the preview, speaking about Vargas, speaking about who he wants next, and speaking about the development. That's going to be with you in a moment. And at the end of the show, you're going to hear his live reaction because we phoned him immediately after beating Vargas after 90 seconds. He got on the microphone and he started rocking it for us. So that will be at the end of today's podcast. Sandwiched in the middle, we'll have some Dillian White for you. We'll have some Joe Smith Jr. and some Jose Ramirez. What more do you want from your fight night? Right, let's get stuck into it. Here's me catching up with Connor pre-fight leading into the Samuel Vargas fight at the weekend. It's such a blessing, you know, to to give life, and you know, it's um, I'm over the moon. Do you know what I mean? It's, there's no feeling like it. You know, when you talk about being content, you know, you know, you don't know what contentment is until you know you you have a your child, and you know, I, I couldn't be a happier man. I speak to so many fighters who are preparing for fights who've just had babies, and they and they have to come up with new ways of being able to prepare because sleep is such an important part of of your preparation. Have you have you come up with something where maybe you've got a separate room or a se- or is everything normal and she's taking care of it in the nursery she's or something? How's it all working? She's taking care of everything really. I haven't had to change much um, in terms of what I've been doing my training. It's been it's been exactly the same. Um, I've been getting the rest I need, and you know she's been very hands on and been very helpful. The last time we did a, a radio program together. It was in the aftermath of Formella. Obviously, we spoke about it on the show and, and we went to town on a, such a fantastic performance. But one thing that you didn't mention, right, which happened the day after the radio show, is that you came to my neck of the woods. You came up to the northwest of England for a little bit of a roll around on the MMA mats with Darren Till, mate. Yeah, you never, you never told me any of that yeah, nonsense yeah, yeah. was going down. <laughs> my bad, my bad. <laughs> How did that come about, mate? And, and obviously, you've got an interest for it. Is it a case of 
just developing your skills and becoming more of a, a rounded fighter in all aspects of fighting uh, and looking for new training uh, techniques? Or have you got an eye on it, maybe, for later down the line? Definitely have my eye on MMA, 100%. Um, you know, it's something that makes my mouth water and something I'd love to give a go. And, you know, me mixing it with Darren Tilda, but one of the best in the game. You know, he taught me a few things there and then. I've done grappling before. Mm. So, you know, MMA is something I'm definitely interested in, whether it's Bellator, um, UFC, uh, whatever other shows there are. I, I'm definitely interested in doing MMA. I think you will see me in the cage before I retire. Good stuff, man. Um, last weekend, uh, I saw you tweeting and keeping an eye across um, the event that they had in Gibraltar. Obviously, Dillian, fantastic performance. But on that undercard, Campbell Hatton made his debut. And I saw you tweeting there. And you're a man that has gone through those similar processes. Obviously, having uh, a father that did extremely well in the boxing game, um, as Campbell is experiencing right now. Not necessarily on his performance, I want you to comment. I want you to just talk about the experiences that maybe came back to you last week, watching a young lad step out of the shadows of his father and start his own journey? It made me excited. Um, it made me very excited. And I'm excited for him. Seeing his documentary, I'm happy for him. I'm happy for them. I like, really am. I'm like, I'm happy for you guys, man. You know, and I really do wish Campbell well. But seeing the negativity on social media and all that uh, so far, it makes me so angry with people. It makes me not like people, you know, and I know you can't average it out like that. It makes me really not have the time of day for nobody to think, you know, that could be you sitting there commenting on Twitter. Or, you know, I'll have a friend of a friend that says something. I'll have my friend that says, oh, you know, I don't like him. He seems right arrogant. I'm thinking, well, not Campbell, but I'm thinking, well, how do you know? You met him? How, how difficult is it living with that shadow? Because... I know that I've spoken to you about your dad's legacy and you're proud of it. I've spoken to Campbell about his dad's legacy and he's proud of it and, he, and, he, and, and he's part of his story. But there's unfair pressure that gets put on a young man like that. At the end of the day, he's not his dad. He's doing his own journey. You know what I mean? He's going about his own business. But he is going to live that, under that shadow for a short period of time. Yeah, It's hard. What, it, what that does do is it takes away the love from the sport. Well, that's what it does do. Because there's stages where I think well, now I'm all right, but at the beginning I was like, I don't really even enjoy this. You know, the public make it so I don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy it. I enjoy training. I enjoy fighting. Everything else is rubbish and it can make you, it can put you off it a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Just the way people are. It's just, you know, it's just a horrible, horrible place. Um, depending on how you look at it and how you deal with it and who Campbell's got wrapped around him. Um, you know, it was a big case of a matter of who I had wrapped around me at the time. And, you know, you, you live and you learn and what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. I know that's so cliche and sad, but, you know, it will make him stronger if he chooses to, to play on it rather than let it affect him. Mm -hmm. I, think, I think you can take a lot of um, advice from, from what you've done, man, because you're there now. There's no doubt that you've broken out of that shadow and you are creating your own thing. And every time that people speak about you now on the mainstream platform I'm talking about, not the hardcore boxing fans, but on the mainstream, it's Conor Ben. It's not Conor Ben Nigel's son anymore. You know what I mean? Because you are, yeah, yeah. you've done that. you managed to do that. And hopefully Campbell can see that. And it takes a bit of time. It takes a bit of time to break that shadow. But boom, you've done it, mate. And you're there well, now. Well, it's, it's, um, well, you know, I'm still learning. It's still growing. There's a long way left to go. Um, you know, I ain't even really hit no hurdles. 
Um, you know, I'm gonna have fights that I should have won that I lost. I'm gonna have losses. I'm gonna have wins that I should have lost and losses that I should have won. Mm. You know, uh, and it's life. It's boxing. It happens. You know, so you know, people are on on the hype train, Conor Ben hype train at the minute. Um, you know, well, you can don't listen to people when you're up, and you don't listen to them when you're down. Do you know what I mean? So, you know, at the minute, it's all up all up, and I'm all winning and it's all great. But, you know, I'm not going to listen to the praise. I'm not going to listen because at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter because the same people are going to, you know, criticise me if I did lose. You know, so you just got to listen to the people who you got right around you and, you know, focus on the task ahead. And that's it. That's all you can do. It's a good attitude to have. You can understand, though, why people are getting excited because right in front of our eyes you have developed to the levels that we saw against Formella. You know, two, three years ago, people might not have believed that their performance like that was possible and you have come on leaps and bounds. The performance against Formella must have been incredibly satisfying for you because it wasn't just, you know, dig your toes in and smash someone to pieces. It was considered, it was thought, it was, it was sweet science. That's exactly what it was. Well, I, I made so much mistakes in that fight. Like... Watching it back with my trainer, oh mate, I made so wasted so many shots. I I didn't flick through the gears as much. It was very one pace. There was loads of things. You're always learning, man. Yeah. And you know what? There's no ceiling to my career. You don't know where where I'm at. You don't know how far I can go, which is why there's excitement and thrill behind it. But I can assure you now, a loss won't define me. Being put down twice in one round won't define me. I will get back up. I will keep it moving. And, you know, I'll rise to the occasion. Well, talk to me about how excited you are about Samuel Vargas on April the 10th, right? Because as you look through the fella's resume, he's been there at the very elite level. The guys that have beaten him are the likes of the Errol Spences of this world and the Danny Garcias. Of course, he's been in with Amir Khan uh, and uh, others as well. Um, To add to his losses, a name of Conor Ben just shows the type of level that you're at. And especially in the past when me and you have spoken about the potential down the line, not immediately, but down the line of you and Virgil Ortiz, for example, meeting. And he's recently been in with him. Listen, it's, um, it's a mouth-watering fight for the, for the general public. It's a definitely a fight for the fans. But I'm just confident in my ability. And, you know, that, that comes from me working as hard as I do. I work so hard, man. I can't work any harder, but like this camp's just been so hard. I can't do anything more to to make sure secure the bag, make sure I get the win. You know, I'm doing everything I can possible. So I just trust in that. Do you know what I mean? And I trust my team and we believe we're ready for these steps and you know, we're gonna take these steps. I ain't in no hurry, I ain't in no rush. And, you know, providing up on a good performance with Samuel Vargas we'll, um, we'll push on from there but I'm confident in my ability I believe I'm the quicker faster stronger younger fresher fighter um, don't get me wrong he's you know he's well capable he's a veteran of the game fringe world level um, in my opinion he's um, gave me a Khan hell and you know I'm expecting a tough night but I wouldn't be surprised if I catch him with one two and follow it up I've seen this week that you've mentioned Amir's name as a potential opponent uh, after this one Definitely. I mean, listen, you, I'm not overlooking Vargas whatsoever, uh, but I have to have confidence in my ability. I have to see this as a stepping stone and to the goal I want to get to, I've got to see this as a stepping stone. Um, I've, I'm fully focused on Vargas. Uh, that you don't get it twisted. He's, um, 
you know, he can cause an upset for any, any fire. So, you know, that Amir Khan, that'd be a cracking fight. It's a fight the fans would want, you know, and I could send him out, you know, and that's it. You, you know, I believe I'm confident in, in me dealing with Khan, no problem. But again, that confidence comes from my training and hard work and the five years of training that I've been doing here um, with Tony Sims. So, you know, is it a potential? Of course it is. Of course it is. I mean, I'm not sure if he'd want it, but, you know, money talks, doesn't it? Now then, that interview's pre-fight. Stick around because we've got his post-fight interview coming up a little later on in the podcast. Um, another man that we caught up with at the weekend who has been putting in some statement performances recently was Dillian White. He got retribution recently against uh, Alexander Povetkin. Um, so we gave him a ring at the weekend. So have a little bit of a chat through that and what he wants to do next. Here's Dillian. in fifth I have to stop him a lot earlier and obviously I wanted to stop him in, in, in the first but the guy is tough he's tough and he, he's fit as well you know what I mean obviously he kept him recovering from the shots you know yeah listen um, how difficult has it been since the first fight Dillian because obviously there was rearrangements and what have you it was obviously a disappointing night for you a fight that you were winning through four rounds and then the shot came in that fifth round how difficult has it been over that Christmas period, working away, living with that, and then obviously the anticipation of wanting to get back in the ring and, and to right the wrong? Well, it wasn't, to be fair, it wasn't difficult because I'm an experienced pro. I've been around now. When I say I'm an experienced pro, I mean as in the, 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 the point, from the point as in I've been in the good, the bad side of boxing. I've had a loss before, you know, yeah. so I'm used to coming back and fighting for yourself. I'm used to fights being rescheduled. I'm used to taking fights at two weeks' notice. I'm used to not knowing who I'm going to fight until seven days out before. So for me, I was used to that. You know what I mean? I know they'll, they'll be playing games, obviously. Make me train, make me get ready, then reschedule. Make me train, make me get ready, then reschedule because they was hoping that I'll hopefully get me um, this out and, this, and, and disappointed and don't. Mm. Hopefully I don't train properly or I think, oh, yeah. You know, I'm not going to train too hard in case, in case he pull out again. So that was my mindset and that was my focus in the whole training camp. So I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go hard, be focused. I don't care. You know, a defeat to me means nothing. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't, I'm not one of those guys that mentally get, get affected and I think, oh my God, I lost, I got knocked out. I need to, 
because for me, I've been dealing with, with ups and downs my whole life, so it's not a problem for me. You know what I mean? You know, for me, it was to say, okay, let's get back in the gym, put this right, and go and, and knock this guy out. Dillian, I said it a long time ago, and I'll say it again. Dillian White, the body snatcher, will be a world heavyweight boxing champion one day. Um, we're expecting Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury to announce their fight in the next week. Are you up for fighting Deontay Wilder? Because we all want to see it, baby. Listen, you, you know me, you know me, Gareth. Asking me if I'm up for a fight is like asking, does it get dark at night? <laughs> you know, for me, I'm always willing to fight, man. You know, now I just need meaningful fights. You understand? It needs to be something in it for me because I'm up for fighting Wilder, but when. I was Wilder's mandatory for over 1,000 plus days. He kept me waiting, he kept me waiting, he kept me waiting. He, he said publicly, he's not going to fight me, he's going to wait this and the other. So, of course I want to fight him, of course I want to smash his face in, but he needs to have something in it for me. You understand what I'm saying? But if you beat him, you get the winner of Fury and Joshua next. You're going to earn massive for that fight anyway. And you but, know you can take just Wilder. You, just to stop you, I'll get the winner of Joshua Fury next. Regardless, anyway. But you you're not the kind of guy I, I, who's going to sit out. No, I, I don't care. I want to fight anyway. Listen, if the fight's there, I, I've been calling for the fight. Wilder haven't said anything. His team have been showing no interest. So I can only do what I can do. I call for, I've been calling for the fight for about three years now. Mm. <laughs> and... Not once he's showing any interest. Obviously, I keep calling him out. I keep doing my bit. I keep trying to build a fight. I've offered him, I think we offered him, he wanted, I can't eight remember how much we offered him. We offered, yeah, we offered him 8 million when he, when he got 1 million to fight Luis Ortiz. And he took that fight. And he says, oh man, he's the fight. He beat me, this and the other. But these guys just start crap, man. These guys just, all I can do is the best I can do, man, you know. I'm showing that I'm willing to fight if anyone. I've never said no to a fight. I'm always ready. I'm always willing to. I'm always ready to go, and I'm showing I can bounce back. I'm showing that, most importantly, I bounce back without fear. A lot of guys lose and get knocked out. They come back. They they box. They move. They run. No, I'm showing that. Listen, I can bounce back in the space of six months and come back and fought someone who were lost by knockout with real aggression and rage. I I, I put on a top performance. I knock out someone who faster than they just knocked me out in my last fight. So, mm. you know, I'm showing different qualities in the sports, man. I just want to fight the best people, man. That's it, you know? I think that's the most impressive thing from a fan's point of view, that uh, it would have been easy for you to go on the back foot and outbox the kid for uh, for 12 rounds, but you didn't. You fought fire with fire. You did what Dillian White does, came forward, went for the knockout, got the knockout. Um, when do you want to be back out, Dillian? Wait, what dates are you looking at? I, I, I'd love to fight July, you know. We, 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 we got, we're looking at some options in, in July now, so... Let's see, you know, obviously, there's been a lot of interest from, a lot of interest since the fight, a lot of interest, a lot of people has come on and a lot of things is happening. So now we just, um, we just um, sitting down this week, make this week coming, and make a decision what we're doing, whether we will fight in England or in America mm. or wherever and see what, what the option is and see what the reason with the fight because Ruiz has got a fight coming up. Wilder is showing no interest. So we have to see what's next and where the options is and what's best for us. So, so we're just looking for all the options now and seeing what's what. But there's been a lot of a lot of um 
a lot of things has come in in this last week. Well, Eddie Hearn's kind of mentioned Trevor Bryan, doesn't he? It doesn't matter who you fight, in my view. Uh, you're going to smash him. But can I ask another oh, question, thanks, Dylan? You can what? ask anything you need, my friend. I loved your quote about being a true warrior after the fight and being away from your child and your family. How mm. beautiful has it been to hold your son? I haven't even... Uh, um, it's, it's, it's been... You know what? You know, before the fight, all of that was the, the aim, but now I just want to fight again. I just want to get back in the ring and fight. You know, before it was like, oh, you know, um, yeah, I want to do this. Um, oh, yeah, I haven't seen... I just want to fight again, man. That's all I've been focusing is... I've already started training last week. I already just said to the guys, oh, what's, I just wow. want to fight, man. I just want to fight again. To be honest, you know, I, I, because... I'm young. I'm early 30s. Time's ticking, and I got things to do. I want to win world title. I want to, you know, I want to make my own history. You know, what I mean, I want to be a part of this history. I don't want these guys to fight each other and then retire without them fighting me. You know what I mean? So I just want to fight. I don't want to waste time. I want to fight in July and fight again in December. You know. Hmm. And obviously, Eddie's been speaking about um, America, hasn't he? Um, I don't know where Gareth's gone there. I think hopefully we still got him. But he's been talking I'm about here. America. Yeah, is, that, is, is, is that something that excites you, Dill? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it is something that excites me. I mean, but like I said, there's a lot of options coming in. You know, maybe it may be a, a big surprise coming up soon. So let's see what happens. You know, who knows? Maybe a big surprise it. coming soon. Look at you keeping your cards close to your chest, man. You know that this show's all about breaking the stuff. If you want to break some news, you if you want to tell tell me who you're going for, let's do it, man. Let's let's tell them. Let's tell them who it is. Never know. You you UFC might come to me and say, "Would you pay you to fight Francis Ngannou?" And I might say, "Yeah, let's go." Well, you know so that that's see. where I was going next, man. That's where... yeah. Listen, there's, lo there's loads of Any... chats about that, isn't there? Do you fancy it? Oh, mate, listen. What, what, that would be, you know, imagine me getting a winning the UFC heavyweight, heavyweight um, um, championship um, in MMA right right now. I'll be the first boxer ever to do, to do that, you know. Yeah, um, in the stage of my career that I am, and obviously my position, obviously... Holding the interim world title, I'm going to win in the UFC and the heavyweight championship, and I'm definitely up for that. Definitely up for that. Would you what? What do you reckon? You've obviously watched Francis and Ganu and know that he beat Stipe Miocic. You'll have seen him a little bit. How would you beat him up, Dillian? You know, with Francis, he's he's a big, strong guy. Obviously, you just got to stick the jab on him. Really, just obviously, he he would try and take me down. That's what he try and do. But obviously. I can wrestle. I just have to keep my. I also have to get practicing again. Working a few sparring defense. He's a striking guy. He would chance strike, but he trying to take me down. For sure he would. But he's not that difficult to defeat. You know, Stipe. Stipe just seemed like he was a bit. He was in a dream. He, I don't know. Stipe just seemed. It was a bit of a weird fight. Stipe. I don't know. But then saying he looked Stipe old. He years looked old. old as well. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He's thirty-eight years old as well. You know what I mean? And who yeah. knows what the last few fights have taken out of him. You know, the fights with DC and stuff like that, the fight with, mm. with Amungano was hard for us. But, but, you know, um, great fighter. You know, he's made the heavyweight history. So, who knows? Maybe he's just, maybe he's had enough, you know? A lot of these guys start talking about oh, being with their family and stuff and all, oh, fighting is taking a lot of time away from their kids and blah, blah, blah. And then they just, they just, don't, they just don't seem the same again after that, you know? Mm. It is just like, they just, oh, yeah, you know, I've been away from my kids. I've been there, so I've been, mate. You know, I don't know. Um, I've just looked at the clock there. I don't want to keep you for too, too much longer because you've got an mm. evening to go and enjoy, my man. Um, 
I, I saw that the uh, the spoils of victory were uh, were spent on the dogs, mate. I uh, I saw their meal earlier on today. <laughs> Jeez, man, you spent some coin no. on some meat for the guys. No, you know what? The dogs are good dogs, man. The dogs, the dogs is my most loyal ally, man. They help me everywhere. They do their job, you know. And um, and they, 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 my, 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 um, you know, they, them dogs have been so much training. Without those dogs in training camp, sometimes those, I don't lost my mind, man. You know, they've been everywhere, mate. Like all the training camps in Loughborough, you know, and they've been in Portugal man, for for a year. You know, they've been my loyal companions, man. They, you know. My dogs, they mean the world to me, man. So, you know, I look after them. They look after me. I can tell. It's a simple... I I think we're just losing your signal there, Dil. I think we're just losing your signal there, mate. Listen, I'll let you get on with your evening. Thank you so much uh, for joining us on the show. Congratulations on the victory, mate. It was a sensational victory. And hopefully we'll get a date for you soon, July. We fancy a trip to America if you can sort that out, mate. And if you can do it in the cage, that would be even better, mate. You know what I mean? We could do a bit of that. Yeah, let, let, let's see. Let's speak to Dana and see what he can do. <laughs> we'll get it yeah, started, I'd, I'd like to see Dillian have a crowd as well, though. that Because oh, yeah. I know that he feeds off the crowd. And I bet you're waiting. You can't wait to fight again in front of a big crowd, Dillian, though, you know. Oh, mate, I, 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 I can't wait, man. I, I just I just love fighting, Gareth, man. You know, it, it, mm. it's, it's one thing I've been doing all my life. And it's one thing that... You know, I'm good at doing in, in this fight and any side of fighting, you know, obviously I've done various farm of I've art, I've done I've done Muay Thai, cage fighting, MMA, boxing, you know what I mean? So so for me, um it's what I'm good at doing. I enjoy fighting, it's what I'm good at doing, man. So I just wanna enjoy it while this is a career that doesn't last forever. I just wanna make the most of it while while I'm still young and still strong and still a sound of mind, you know. Another heavyweight that's put in a stellar performance recently is Fabio Wardley. Great victory against Eric Molina. We caught up with him in the middle of a poker game at the weekend. And he told us exactly what he wants to do next. And he told us exactly what he wants to do next. Here is the fast-rising, heavy-handed heavyweight fighting out of Ipswich, England, Fabio Wardley elects to punch here with him, and Molina goes down. But how about this in the fifth round? Molina is flat on his back, and he might get counted out here. He's going to. Well, he went for it. Wardley got hurt, and Wardley came back and said, OK, then, have some of this. I get a little bit bored with playing the long game and waiting it through and, and the tactic side, and my heart went over a bit, and I got stuck into a little bit of a wall, but... I showed there that if you want to go toe-to-toe with me, I'll take you on and, and we can go for it. That was the whole point of the fight, really, is um, to make those big steps, those big leaps, those challenges of of pushing myself to really, because I'm still quite an unknown quantity in, in boxing as a whole and, and especially in the heavyweight division, that we need to put myself in against a credible level of opponents, people who have been around the box, block, sorry, people that know what they're doing, that then when I come out on top, we can kind of gauge a bit more where I am and what level I'm at and, and how to progress forward. So that's what that fight was. And I was I was overall, it wasn't my best performance, but I was still happy with the outcome. Well, I've got to say, as a, I, I think you're big, bad and beautiful, all right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come out clean with that straight away. <laughs> stop right? flirting, Gareth. Stop flirting no, well, with our you, guests. You, you, stop, stop giving away my methodology for a start, Adam. But, no, but he is, but look, he is big, bad and beautiful. And that's what I love about him. Now, here's the thing, right? 
I was so impressed with you against Eric Molina because you know that he's been a world title challenger at heavyweight. And having been around a long time in boxing, we, we see big, bad, beautiful people like yourself come up and you've clearly got it. You've got, and what I, but what I really liked was you were prepared to take something off him. I know it wasn't your best performance, but we got to see in there that you can take a dig and come back. And I think... We, I, Adam, we learnt a lot about you. You will have learnt a lot about you as well. Yeah. And I think that was a massive learning fight for you against Eric Molina. Seriously, yeah, agree. Fabio. Agree. No, I do as well. I think it was great. I think it was a great fight at that, at that particular point in my career as well because that's what we needed. There was still a lot of question marks over me as a fighter in terms of mm. what am I like if I take a punch and mm. can I bounce back and can I reply what am I like if it goes into the fifth, sixth round, however else? So I, I, I've i said this a lot in, in the build-ups of fights and things before, is that I want to get those questions answered as early as possible, to be honest, because I don't want to... You don't want to get to the later stages of your career in, in bigger fights with, with tougher opponents, however, and then you've not answered those questions, you've not been through those tests and come out on the other end. So it's always beneficial to kind of get that done and ticked off out of the way as early as possible. Now, of course, when you do something like that against Eric Molina, um, fans get giddy and they start throwing names around and, and what have you. Um, <laughs> I, I've noticed um, in the aftermath, um, having uh, Nick Webb on that card as well, who had a, a good performance and a good victory for himself, a one, one against uh, maybe a bit of an underdog victory for Nick, um, that you've mentioned his name. Is that a fight that you'd like to make yourself? Yeah, most definitely. Nick Webb is the name we've mentioned previously. It's a fight we've actually tried to make in the past. Um, and it hasn't come off for, for reasons on Nick's side that he's, he's at certain points he said he wasn't ready or it didn't fit for him or whatever point. I I'm not 100% sure on the details, but it's something we've already tried. So I think now it's, it seems more viable that obviously coming off the back of a decent win that Nick's just had um, and kind of with the, with the idea of the British title kind of hanging in the balance, obviously we're waiting to see what Joe does with it, but it seems like that's begin, that will become vacant at some point as well. So it seems like kind of pieces are falling into place for that to be a good fight to make. One of the things I want our listeners to get a handle on tonight is, um, now you were taking off your big, bad, beautiful white shirts, yeah? <laughs> and just doing white collar boxing before. You weren't, <laughs> you haven't had a massive amateur pedigree. Um, I want to ask, tell us about, I know you're from Suffolk. Tell mm -hmm. us about growing up. How did you develop that massive physique of yours? You're a big human being. Where, where did it all come from? Talk to us about the, the, the young Fabio, how, how Fabio came through. Tell us all about your life story. <laughs> it came from my mum making me eat my vegetables. That's where Correct. it came from. Correct. Right. That's good. There's the first heroic message. Yeah, no, but... Um... It started with the, the whole reason, well, not the whole reason I got into boxing, but the relationship as a child and as a as a kid and growing up and stuff, I was quite a an unruly youth, to put it politely. Um, and I was part of a I was part of a program. It was called Positive Futures, where they look after children who were quite naughty, get themselves in a lot of trouble, etc. Mm. And they kind they try and keep you on a good path. They keep you occupied. They give you activities and things to do, etc. Um, and I was part of that program for a number of years as a child because, again, like I said, I was quite naughty, unruly. I was in trouble, in and out of trouble with, with whatever and getting myself in certain situations. Um, 
And that, funnily enough, is where I met my current boxing coach. He was a mentor of that program. Um, he was one of the mentors there that would like, would be there, would help the kids, and we'd do stuff and days out and trips and blah, 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 blah. So then when time passed, I got a bit older, I matured, I kind of got out of that phase and whatever else. Um, but me and him had always maintained a relationship because he was an important figure in the beginning of those early stages of my life where I was going through something quite, I was I was doing some bad things and he was always a kind of, I, I don't know, I'd give him the title of saying the guide in light and he was helpful. Um, so it got to the point where I was, I'd always been into the gym, not boxing, but I'd always been into lifting weights and just training and just kind of pushing myself physically. Um, and it got, I, there was one day where I just felt like I wanted to try out boxing and all the time through those years where I was at that positive futures program, he had always, he was, he's always been a massive boxing fan. So he would always talk about it with me and say how good it was and, how well he think I would do with it. And at that time when I was young and I was a kid, I wasn't really interested. It didn't take no interest to me. So I wasn't bothered. Um, but as I got older and things changed and stuff, I we obviously kept in contact. And I just said to him one day, it was kind of on a whim, really. I just said, look, I'm, I'm kind of into it. I want to I wanna give it a go. I want to come try it and just see, see how it goes. Um, and whenever I explain this story, I always just say that it just seems like I did that. Like I, I called him one day and said, where are you? Because he was a coach at a boxing gym. And I said, where are you? Like, can I come train? Can I just try a session? He said, yeah, obviously, of course, come get involved. Um, and I always say that I just, it seems like that I just went to the gym that day and then that was it. I never left. I was there forever. I was at the next session, the next session, and I was there week after week after week. And just, I never claimed that boxing was like kind of love, my 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 first love at the beginning from early years, but it mm. did suck me in as soon as I got involved, and and that was it for me. And I was just in, and and I was sucked in, and I just wanted to develop and get better, and 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 just develop myself as a boxer. We love a bit of romance on this show, Gareth. We got Absolutely. romance. We got big romance then, didn't we? That was proper, mate. Yeah. Listen, no, it's lovely. It's amazing. <laughs> When's um. You would have already had chats with your management, your your, your promoters, and 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 obviously your team. When are you looking to get back out there, Fabio? Uh, not too long. Uh, probably about June time is something I've spoken to them about. Um, is when I would like to get back out. Like I said, I've had a couple of, I've had a week or so off the gym. Um, yeah. so I'll be back in on Monday, kicking over, just staying fit, staying ready. I'm never completely out of shape. I'm always in the gym and I'm always training. Um, I always view boxing as a full time job. Is that just because there's no fight date booked or whatever else? It doesn't mean you shouldn't be in the gym. So. I'm always training, but in terms of a date, uh, I would like to be out kind of mid to late June. Um, but in terms of plans and stuff, obviously, we have to speak with Dill and the team. Yeah. Obviously, have to speak with Eddie in terms of what his plans are with shows and stuff. I know he's he's briefly spoken about doing another fight camp thing um, at the at Matchroom HQ and stuff like that. So it's kind of just figuring out where all end pieces land and, and then where it fits. Fair enough, mate. Fair enough. Listen, and I know that you're having a bit of downtime tonight, so uh, who's winning the poker night? I... <laughs> yeah, I'm... Uh, this is why I'm on the phone with you, because I'm out. I've, uh, I've, I've crapped out already, unfortunately. I'm, really? Um, my it's not good. My doesn't seem to fit with poker too well. I'm too all in. I just want to play every hand, or I do my best to try and keep my poker face and just bluff everyone out, but seemingly it's not working out too well, so... I'm out. Um, there's a few other guys still playing the game. So, yeah, it's been fun. Fair hey, play. Fabio. Fabio. Yes. 
Stay big, bad, and beautiful, yeah? <laughs> Forever and always. I think I'm going to get David Diamante to, um, to keep that. And, and yeah, there you go. Name. There you go. Big, bad, and beautiful Wardley. You that are. might be the one I use next. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then... Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Now, away from the boxing ring and to the boardroom, because there's been a bit of business going on with the Sourlands and Wasserman. Wasserman Boxing is here to play big. Calla Sourland joined Gareth for a catch-up and a little bit of inside information on the deal. We realised quickly, you know, to take it to another level, and the media landscape has changed. You can do, of course, these global deals. I think Matchroom's done terrifically with DAZN on, on, on that. Um, but to take it to another level as a promoter and, and work out with local media partners and build locally and sign locally, which is what we've always done, sign local and go local and, and build, build fighters from scratch, you need infrastructure. Mm. They have 1,200 employees in 30 offices around the world. And those aren't offices, you know, we've got, uh, I don't know, a, 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 a a PO box or, yeah. or, or, yeah. Or, or, or an assistant sitting in some country. These are proper, proper offices. I mean, I think the one in London has 300 employees in the middle of the Strand. So it's, the infrastructure is huge. The know-how in those people is within those, uh, I mean, they, they, I mean, you're talking about a completely different caliber that I've, I've, I've ever seen in sports before. And I've, I've, worked in, I've worked in football as well and worked in all sorts of sports, ice hockey, you name it, I've worked in it. But... This is a, this is another level, you know, and and that was what made us get very excited, um, you know. Not not only the, the, obviously the, the fact that they're extremely well financed, um, well, you know, it, it, it just gives us a bit an a ability to attack. And of course, I know we're we're on a UK talk show, 
the UK is a very interesting market. But it's also about a lot of other markets. You know, a lot of people saying this is the attack on the UK. The UK is, of course, it's very, very high up on our radar because it's booming, you know, and there's great talent out there. And, you know, it's a fantastic market. What I recall as well, you guys promoting George Groves to a world title and he was, his agent was Wasserman at the time. And I suppose the seeds were sown, um, all of those kind of things. It, it's, it's an organic it's a very organic yeah. um, business we're in, though, isn't it? We, we schmooze it, it with is. each other. We get to know it, each other. We know who we work well with, you know? Exactly, Gareth. I couldn't, I, I mean, we would be telling off our age if we told it, uh, the, the, the listeners on how long uh, we've known each other. And the um, nights out, and the nights out we've had. And the nights How many long nights out we've had together <laughs> before we got on here? We were talking about one in Zurich. I think that must be at least 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, we started working together with George Groves, Antonio Gogo, who we promoted. Um, and yes, it was, you know, in, in boxing, you, you forge relationships or you don't forge them. Mm, you know, mm. we've, we've always been known as people who get on with, with, with everyone. Um, I th I'd like to think that's true. Unfortunately, oh, you do? Yeah. There are, there, are, there are certain ones that we don't get on as well as the other ones, but I think we get on all right. With all, all the major promoters, we get on well with well. How do you... What, are you targeting TV deals a key for every promoter? So let me take yeah. you there with this. What about what's well, happening I, with TV deals? Well, I mean, in, in, terms of, in terms of TV, I mean, all the markets, of course, are, are moving at the moment. There's a lot of, there's a lot of movement, especially in the, when you look in the UK. Um, but also, you know, the way that the whole media industry is moving, but that's all based off talent. You know, if the mm. talent's right, you're going to have a, a buyer, but and I and I think if you look at our our stable, it's 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 extremely uh, rich in talent at, at the on the A list, but also um, you know if you look down, there's there's we've got about five six kids now in the in the, in the top ten um, of the world rankings. So name I us a couple it, of those. Name us a couple of yeah, those. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll give you the, the good example. You know, for example, Leon Bunn. He's training yes. with, uh, with Ben Davison. Now you've got yeah. Asparu with Adam Booth. Yeah. Um, we've got a, a, a female, Sophie Alish. Uh, the I call her the Wunderkind of Germany. Finally, today to end, are we going to see a Wasserman Sauerland card soon? Or um, and and. You kind of very cleverly avoided my question about a TV deal. Because um, there's some people wondering, there's yeah, so much money in Westman and you've got so much experience. Could you be taking over the Sky deal in the UK? Uh, listen, uh, there's a lot of speculation about a Sky deal. There's no talks with Sky. Sky have a partner in Eddie Hearn um, and Matchroom. So if that became available, of course, it'd be something we'd be interested in. And I'm sure that we have a stable would say be interested in talking to us. But that's that's something that's not concrete. We always, we have lots of different discussions going on. For us, it's a lot a lot at the moment though about talent, and we're out there talking to a lot of talent, um, and we will at the same time be talking to a lot of media platforms. Um, there's no rush because the summer's still a few months away, but we've got to we've got to get certain names out, and we're going to be signing certain names that need to get out. Um, and those names will easily find homes. So, you know, I can't give away too much, Gareth, but it, okay. I, I don't think it's necessary just broadcaster-led. We want to go and attack the talent, you know, and, and work for that talent. And I think when 
when any boxer walks through the doors, and by the way, it's not Wasserman Sound, it's Wasserman Boxing. That's the okay. new name. And, and Wasserman Boxing, they walk through the doors of Wasserman Boxing, they are going to fall over because you, you, you can't, and that, that, you know, that it, 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 it is simply the service to a fighter, whether he's starting up or he's an established, unified world champion, it doesn't matter. The level of it's almost unrivaled, you're saying. Yeah, it's almost it unrivaled. But it is unrivaled. It, it, even uh, even I, though Barry Hearn even, liked to call you a joke. Did you see that the other day? Yeah, I, 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 think he was, I think he was referring to the fact that we went out and said we were the world's greatest promoter. That, that I think it was... The most funded promoters in the world, but, yeah. But, 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 well, you definitely are the most... We definitely are the most funded. I mean, you can have an argument uh, with me all day long about that one. Um, <laughs> and you can definitely argue with me all day long that we have the better, who has the better infrastructure. I'm, I mean, Matcham have got a great infrastructure, but we can't compare that to Wasserman. I mean, that. <laughs> I'd, like to, I'd like to get on this show and have an open debate with Barry on that one. Now, I'm sure you've got May 22nd down in your diary for that big world title unification between Josh Taylor and Jose Ramirez. Now, recently, we've caught up with Josh, haven't we? We've been asking him about his thoughts on the fight. We're left into it now to crack on and get training. But I wanted to catch up with Jose Ramirez because you might not know too much about him. You'll know about what he's done inside the ring. He's a sensational fighter. But what's he like outside the ring? Well, I caught up with him last week to get a little bit of a background story as to what he's like. I come from a very small, you know, community, farming community in the central part, central region of California. It's, just, it's known for agriculture. There's nothing else. All you see around is agricultural jobs, farmland all over the place. It's not a big, there's no big cities. Uh, that's probably, you could say, the heart of agriculture, not just mm-hmm. in California, but in the, in the United States. Um, but the beautiful part of, about growing up in a community, in a community like that is that you, being first generation in the United States, um, you know, we had very little. But the good part was that no one had more than you. You know, there wasn't there wasn't, there wasn't jealousy. There wasn't uh, any type of uh, bullying around. You know, there wasn't people that trying. There wasn't other kids that were trying to show up, show show off what they had, um, because they were all. It was all similar lifestyles. We all did the same thing. We all came home. Um, we all supported one another and you know we were all friends everyone in that community knew each other and uh i you know my, my father he migrated in 1988 uh to the united states made my mother got married and uh i was born in 1992 but i uh it's i have three other siblings um and when we got old enough to be able to work we all went to the fields so at 15 years old I was actually, I was 14 years old, my freshman, in, I was a freshman in high school when I got my permit to be able to work during the summer. And I wanted to help out, you know, I wanted to, I wasn't, I was in high school, I wanted to buy my own clothes, I wanted to have a cell phone, you know, and, and just be able to do teenage, teenage stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I got myself a job. And every summer I will work from 4.30 in the morning to about 3.30 in the afternoon. And then I will go to the gym at 4.30. Uh, to, con- to continue my boxing training. Uh, but it was, you know, it was an amazing experience. The reason why I say it was an amazing experience is that I got to see the heart and the expressions of the people that were working. You know, these jobs were not easy. These jobs were, 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 were very hard. You know, I was, uh, I was a very, 
athletic young young guy, you know, and I, I was very good at sports. I had a lot of conditioning. And these jobs were, were really hard. It was it was the one easy jobs. And I was I, I, I was able to see the you know the 47 year old man, the 45 year old women mm. showing up every morning to work, you know, and it really grew the appreciation for my father, you know, and the appreciation for these people a lot more. You know, I, I, beca- I became a better son, you know. So through my experience in the, in, you know, those humble beginnings, it, it built character in me. It built character and it showed me a lot of dis- discipline. And more, and more than anything, it showed me a lot of respect, you know, yeah. to respect, you know, your elders, to respect people for their, you know, for their hard work. So I have carried that with, with within myself for, you know, for, for the rest of my life, you know, and uh, that's why I'm the type of guy who appreciates anybody, anybody that works really, really hard. And I, and I tend to respect everyone who wants to, you know, who, who's fighting for a better, for a better lifestyle. That's why I'm not the type of guy who, who talks bad, who disrespects other fighters, who disrespects people. There's already a lot of the, there's already a lot of counts like that. You know, there's already a lot of people that, that do that. There's already a lot of people that sit back and, and, and it's so easily for them to comment something negative on, on, on not just athletes, but on just people overall. When they're trying to, when people are trying to show that they're getting better, you know, that, mm-hmm. that, that they're doing better. You know, you see how, you see how all this stuff. So I just, I don't want to be an add to that. You know, I think that's very, <clears throat> and in my lifestyle, I think that's a, that's a, that's a very cheap thing to do, you know, to 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 be one of those people. So, I uh, I appreciate everyone that works hard. I appreciate uh, the hardworking people in the central part of California. I re- I appreciate I appreciate what my family did uh, to get me to where I'm at now, and uh, it's it set a foundation for me. Now that I have my own kids, uh, it set a foundation for me to how to be how to show my son how to be not just a good fighter or a good athlete or a professional, but to show him how to be a good man, mm-hmm. you know, and to, and to show my daughter how to, uh, you know, what to look into a man when, when she later, later on grows up, you know? So I, uh, I said, I, again, those principles of, of meeting this, these people at a young age, showing how hard they work, showing that again, these jobs were not easy. And for them to show up every morning, I just see that they were doing it for the, some for more than just themselves, you know. I, I got to see that they were doing it for for their families, you know, because it's, it's what it's what brought food to the table. So um, it made it made it made me a better man. So when I'm in there uh, in the gym, every single time I'm in the gym, if you see me train, you're gonna see a very inspired a young man who does not who respects the sport, you know. And I respect with the sport the way these people respected their jobs, even though the jobs. Didn't pay as much, even though even though these jobs were were very difficult, even mm. though these jobs required sacrifices uh, for them, you know, such as maybe missing the kids' games, maybe not being being able to go on vacations because they had to show up to work, um, and they were working eight to ten, sometimes twelve-hour shifts. So when you see me train, I, I I respect the sport so much because even though it requires sacrifices and it requires it requires for me to to go through you know, a lot. Um, it's what pays the bills. It's what's, what's going to give my family a better future. Uh, so that's, that's, you know, that's how I grew up. At the weekend, the WBO Light Heavyweight Championship of the World was on the line. It's uh, a rearranged fight, this, from a couple of months back after Maxim Vlasov tested positive for COVID. The guy that he was up against was Joe Smith 
Jr. And I caught up with your pre-fight on the show at the weekend. a right lead, and then he sends him through the ropes. Alvarez has to make his way back through the ropes, and this fight is over. Joe Smith Jr. It's everything I've been working for since I was 13, so looking forward to it. I'm staying cool, but, you know, I'm a little, I'm still a little nervous until those COVID tests come back uh, negative. But, um, you know, in the meantime, I'm just staying focused on the task ahead. You know, I'm just excited to get in there and put on a great show and uh, raise that belt above my head. <laughs> Talk to me about the emotions about when it was called off um, last time, because people kind of forget that there's so much personal sacrifice that goes into a fight camp. Yeah, of course, there's, there's the disappointment of not fighting and challenging for a world title, which you've dreamed of all your life, of course. But you gave up Christmas. I know that you were in the process of planning your wedding at that time. I know you've got married since, but planning of the wedding, the honeymoon and all those types of things. Talk to me about the moment you find out that the fight's off and all those things that you've kind of sacrificed have not been worth it at that particular time. I was definitely hurt. You know, it hurt because, uh, you know, there was a lot of sacrifice. Like you said, the holidays, Christmas, um, and, uh, you know, just being with my family and around them and, uh, you know, it was, it was tough. It was a tough time. And, uh, you know, I made it all the way there and then to find out that I'm not fighting when I was well prepared, you know, it was horrible, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we, threw it. we got back to the gym, you know, right after and, uh, you know, we're here and we're ready to go. I'm, I'm right in thinking as well. Did you stay away from your daughter for a long period of time in order to stay healthy, stay away and, 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 and not get ill yourself yeah. during that process? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I haven't seen my daughter in a while. You know, she don't live with me. She lives in Florida. I haven't been able to travel to see her or anything. And, um, you know, it's been tough, but, uh, you know, after this fight, I'll be able to see her soon and I'm looking forward to it. How, um, how quick then was it that you found out the news? Listen, we've got a new date for you, April 10th. Because I remember speaking to Bob near enough straight away in the aftermath. He was going, that's my priority. The priority is to get this guy a new date straight away. How quick was yeah. it for you? Um, I believe I found out, what was it, a week and a half maybe later. So it, it, was, it was good. They told me, listen, just do what you got to do. Enjoy your wedding. Relax a little. So I took the week off, you know, had my wedding. The following week, I was back in the gym and waiting for that date. I got the date that week and, you know, I just kept it going from there. Now, bro, listen, right? When I got married, there was a lot of eating. There was a lot of drinking. There was a, there was a honeymoon and all those types of things. I'm, I'm assuming that not only on the day did you have to maybe just rein it in a touch, but again, we're talking honeymoons and various things like that with your, with your new wife that... I'm sure you would have you would have had in in the planning that you you haven't been able to go and do yet. Yeah, we had it planned for you know a couple of weeks ago, I guess. But uh, you know we 
we changed the date to after the fight. So going away next week. <laughs> Listen, always test better when you're world champion, man. <laughs> always test yeah. better when you're world champion. <laughs> what's um what's it like for you going into a fight as uh as as not the betting underdog? Because every every fight that I've spoken about, you building up and unbelievably you've proved people wrong time and time and time and time again. This one must feel a little bit weird because over here in the UK, I've looked at the, I looked at the lines earlier on, and you're the you're the betting favorite going in. Yeah, it's definitely uh, a little weird, uh, you know. But you know, I'm used to being the underdog and uh, you know upsetting people, so I just gotta make sure that it doesn't happen to me and get out there and put on a great show and uh, prove that I was the the man to win. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Talk to me about Vlasov then. Because um, he's a busy fighter, <laughs> likes to come forward, he likes to throw a, a lot of shots. Is the thought from your mind, and obviously don't give too much away because you, you're planning for a big fight at the weekend, but is the thought to obviously keep that pace with him in order for him to not, try and, and get ahead from the, from the boxing standpoint? Because you've most certainly... I think you've changed your tactics re in recent fights, haven't you? you you've, yeah. You're not just the guy that comes in and bombs dudes out anymore. You've you showed some wonderful setups in your last two fights in particular. Yeah, you know, I'm just going to... You know, I've been working on my movement, my boxing, putting combinations together. But, you know, for this guy, I know he's going to be very aggressive. You know, he, he likes to throw a lot of punches. So I'm going to put it all together. I'm going to be aggressive with the new tactics I have. Is that, sorry, Joe, has, has that, has that come consciously off the back of the Bivol fight? Because I watched the performances off the back of the Bivol defeat and you seem to have maybe gone away, digested that defeat and then gone, right. Okay. This is what mm -hmm. I've got to do in order to get back to those next levels. Yep. Nope. I learned a lot from the Bivol fight. You know, I know I needed to, start putting combinations together a little more and have a little more movement. And, uh, you know, we got right into the gym after that fight and started working on those things. And, you know, I, I improved all the way around. Be honest with me, right? How many times have you watched the end of that 10th round back? Quite a few. That's the only <laughs> part. <laughs> like I was that close. Mate, he's doing a dance, man. If there's another 30 seconds in that round, who knows oh, what happens? If I could have threw one more punch, I think I would have got him. But, you know, that, that referee, was he was right there. I actually even thought, I'm like, you know, I might get disqualified if I hit him, but at least I knocked him out. But, no. <laughs> but uh, the ref, you know, he was right there, did his job. And, you know, as soon as that bell rung, I landed it. And, uh, you know, I seen he was hurt, but yeah. couldn't going to do nothing about it you must dog in a lot of confidence obviously you end up losing the fight but you must gain a lot of confidence from that because you landed you hurt him visibly hurt him i mean he was shut going back and fair play to him he comes out for that 11th in, in his game and he, and he does what he, he needs to do but you must take a lot of confidence from that knowing that you've got the power to to trouble <laughs> the very very best in this division yeah definitely i know if uh you know just tuning up a few things that it's possible for me to get, a, you know, to get there and beat him next time. Mm. And, uh, you know, but I got to give it to Bivol, man. He was a great fighter and uh, 
you know, even after me hurting him like that, he came back in the twelfth round really strong. <laughs> he, he, you know, he he had me, you know, stunned a couple of times. He was a great guy, a great fighter. We started the podcast by hearing from Connor Ben. We're going to finish the podcast from hearing from Connor Ben. There's no need me to amp this up. You know exactly that he was in the right mood to start calling people out. But first of all, let's have a review of the performance from the man himself. Statement made. No one banged him out in one round. Easy. Connor, make an early impression on Samuel Vargas. Wonderful uppercut. Look at this from Connor Ben. Early in the first round. Vargas in all sorts of trouble. We've had plenty of guests. We've had Dillian White on the show, Fabio Wardley on the show. You heard the dulcet tones of Conor Ben earlier on in the show from an interview that we did uh, at the start of the week, building up to his big fight. Now, he must have thought, Gareth, I don't know about you, he must have thought that the restaurants and the bars opened up this evening because he wasn't for waiting around, was he, in the, in the ring earlier on. He went through Sam Vargas like a dose of salts. He must have had a dinner reservation booked somewhere at some secret location. I've got to tell him now, because he's very kindly decided to join us on the show as Connor. Oh, uh, here he is. You oh, see, the, the, amazing. Listen, Connor, pubs and restaurants don't open till Monday, mate. I don't know where you were in a rush to go to. Listen, I've just finished my Indian. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, congratulations, mate. What a fantastic Thank performance. I, I know that you've said this in, in the post-fight on the television, but nobody's done that to Samuel Vargas. We knew that this was a step up. We knew that this was a, a, a test for you. But 90 seconds against a guy that's been in with elite-level opposition is something, is something quite incredible. I told everyone I was good. I wouldn't be surprised if I go him out there in the first round. You know, people want to keep questioning me, saying it's a step up. No, nothing's a step up. It ain't a step up. Who was it really a step up for? Do you know what I mean? Every time he stepped up, he failed. But yet people want to question me and what I can do. You know, I beat Formella at his game. I beat I beat the boxer at his, at his game. And then tonight I beat the fighter at his game. Koivala, I beat him at his game. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's just a matter of people actually putting some respect to my name and knowing that this ain't no step up. I'm a good fighter. I'm a great fighter. I'm a top world contender. I'm the best British welterweight. Goes without saying. And you're proving that every single time you step into the ring. You've got to, you've got to understand that, listen, you, you, you're the guy that's doing the work in the gym with your team and your team see those developments and, and, and we get to see it very rarely, don't we? We get to see it when you do it on the bit on the big stages. And in the last couple of occasions, in particular, Connor, it really has been quite remarkable, the development that we have seen in the professional limelight. That's why I think people refer to it as it's, a step up yeah. in the development. Well, it's, it's not only the fight. It's not only the opponent. It's the occasion. Yeah, I step of up course. and I rise to the occasion. You know, doing, doing big numbers. I, I rise to it every single time. You know, throw me in there and I, I'm telling you, I'll, I'll be fine. Do you know what I mean? It's, um, I, I'm ready for whatever. I'm built for this. I, I said to Adam earlier on, uh, on the show, after your performance, that... When someone like you is living the life and you're so focused on it and you're completely and utterly interred into what you're doing, that you come out with the right things afterwards, you're in the flow, you're in the spirit, you're in the warrior spirit. So 
you know, you, you, you did the right promotional thing earlier. You called out Amir Khan. Josh Kelly's chasing you now. You presumably, you said to me, God willing, I come out of this injury free and I can go again soon. Are you looking to get out against one of these guys early in the summer now? Uh, Josh Kelly, he put up his Twitter post and then he deleted it um, because of all the stick he was getting on it. He's got to focus on rebuilding himself, not... You know, when he was when he lost, I was the first to message him saying you'll be back, mate, and he wants to try and call me out now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he ain't getting nowhere off my back, mate. Yeah, they put him on a pedestal, and he, you know, and he didn't he didn't succeed. Do you know what I mean? I'm not I'm not worried about anybody else. I'm focusing on doing me, and and me and my team are my best interest. I oh, forget everyone else. If you ain't part of the plan, you ain't part of the plan. Kelly lost. Winner stays on. So when so, are you getting out again then? I'd like to get out maybe. August, I'm going to spend some time relaxing with the family, yeah. uh, my newborn and my wife. Uh, it's, um, you know, I spent three days with them off, and you know, but I still weren't emotionally um, connected as I was too busy focusing on the fight. Um, it's inevitable. It, it happens. So mm-hmm. I'm going to take some time off, relax with the family, and then, and then go again. Do you know what I mean? It's, um, I'm still young. I'm only 24. I'm only 24, and I think people forget that. I'm a young kid, really, in the sport. There's so much more left to learn. There's so much more growing left to do. There's so much more man strength to come. I ain't even reached peak performance. And look what I'm doing. Hard work beats talent when talent don't work hard. Skill these other fighters on their last day, yeah. 20, 29, 30, and trying to call me out off my back. No, mate, do it yourself. Who do you want then? Who do you want next? I'd like Amir Khan next. Um, that's that's a, a massive domestic. I mean, if Kelly won, then obviously it would have been Kelly. But, you know, Kelly lost and, you know, he's, he's getting his old violin out. I'll, um, I'll push on. I'll, I'll, leave it to, I'll leave it to my team and whoever they decide. My job is to train and beat the man in the other corner. And it's their job to get me the right fights. That's, 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 um, that, and, that, and that's how it works. Mm-hmm. Connor, have you spoken to Dad yet, Nigel Benn, tonight? He's what he said. He's watched it back about four or five times. <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> and, you know, you can imagine what his commentary is like, seeing at home, watching on his cinema screen TV. And what's he said to you about the performance? He's just gone, it doesn't, doesn't surprise me. I mean, it didn't surprise me either, to be honest. I knew, I knew, I just knew I was going to get him out of there. I just, I felt so strong this camp. I've been sparring, you know, 15 rounds with three middleweights and one super middleweight, 15 rounds between them. Do you know what I mean? Your, so sense, I'm, I'm you, strong. Yeah. Your senses were really on tonight, weren't they? When you clipped him around his high guard um, with that That's right... It. You just That's knew, it. didn't you? You just knew, didn't I you? Hit exactly, exactly that right hand you're talking about. I hit him with the right hand. That exact one you're talking about. And I, I see him sort of stumble. And I thought, nah, mate. Like, <laughs> you ain't going to live with me too much longer. And then I just started to put them together, let my hands go, and he, he went. Do you know what I mean? It was a, didn't surprise me. But you've got to put me up there with all the top boys, with all the top yanks. Because no one's done what I've done tonight. None of them. Hmm. And listen, that's fact. You know, this guy's been in with Errol Spence. He's been in with Danny Garcia. He's recently been in with Virgil Ortiz. Nobody's done that to Samuel Vargas. And you've done Nobody's that within done that nine seconds. But then no one knocked Quavel out in, in three rounds like I did. Nobody done that. Leonard, to Leonard Bundu, nine rounds to knock him out like that. These are season pros. Sebastian Formella, I beat him more convincingly than Sean Butler. Who's a legend of the sport. Who's achieved everything I want to achieve. I beat him more convincingly at his game. You you put me in there with anyone who has any tactic, whatever it is, I will match it and I will beat it. If you want a speed challenge, let's have a speed challenge. If you want power, let's have power. You want to fire, I can make you soon regret that. 
Mate, listen, Amazing. I, am, I am pumped. Listen, can I just ask a quick question, Connor? What did you have from the Indian, by the way? <laughs> I had monkfish, rice, <laughs> yogurt, um, vegetables, samosas. Full crack. You went full. You went full. Yeah, good four, lad. Four, uh, four hams. Good lad. Good lad. Well, you've earned it, mate. Listen, enjoy that time with the little one, and we're looking you, forward mate. to seeing you back in that ring sometime soon, mate. Take care. Thank you, mate. Night, Take Connor. Care. Night, buddy. Superstar. Superstar. Mate, listen, when that guy talks like that, and then he goes in the ring and he performs like that, it's very hard not well, to get excited about what he's what he's going to be doing next. It's like I told you, Adam, you could see from the moment he sneaked that right hand around the guard of Vargas, he just knew. And, and, and there it is. There's his mindset. Brilliant. This kid is on the way to being a star. There you have it. He wants Amir Khan. Does Amir Khan want Conor Ben? We'll find out in due course, no doubts. But that was exciting uh, from what we saw from the Destroyer at the weekend. Great, great performance. Uh, thank you very much for listening to our podcast. Uh, make sure you come back and join us next week as we get stuck into the preview of Liam Williams and his world title efforts against Demetrius Andrade. Can he do it? Can the Welshman become the WBO middleweight champion of the world? If you can't come and join us live on the radio, make sure you come and join us on the podcast. Subscribe via iTunes or via the TalkSport website. We'll catch you next time. 